Hello and welcome to the Respectfully Podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Scott, and today I'll be joined by power couple and salon owners, Ganelle and Huey Kelly. Their salon, Harness and Main, is in the heart of Walthamstow and opened just one year before COVID. Also joining us is a newly self-employed salon-based hairdresser, Chelsea Coulton. Chelsea is based in Blushes in Sirencester, and prior to this, Chelsea has been employed in salons and worked alongside Callie Borg. Our hot topic for discussion today is the involvement of salon business. Uh, hello, Ellie. Hello. Thank you for Thanks having so us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, sure. So um, I've um, I've been working in the industry for about 16 years. I've worked for a boutique salon around um, Hackney, for a, a couple of boutique salons in Hackney for about 10 years before I moved on to Soho for a couple of years. And then after that, I started freelancing um, before we decided to set up um, our own salon, Harness and Main, together with my husband. So yeah, that's that's us really. And Harness and Main has been running for the last three years. Obviously, uh, I'm married, married to Ganelle, um, and about three years ago, we decided to kind of get together and open up harness and main my background would be uh, sales and marketing in the film industry um and uh yeah we just thought it was a good idea for us to come together and open up harness and main yeah so um i've been hairdressing for probably about 10 years now and um i have been around the block when it comes to working in salons and um during the pandemic i've just realized like I wanted to sort of go for more of a self-employed position in the salon um so that was the route I sort of went down and I'm sort of like building up my my own business um yeah and where were you um was you employed before you took on this role now yeah so I've always been employed um in every salon I've worked in this is the first salon I've ever worked in and I'm more of like self-employed and I enjoy sort of being in charge of my diary, being in charge of my hours, just having that flexibility. Um, I just think it's really important. And I think during like COVID, it's made people realise more about like a work-life balance. And um, Ganelle, I know you opened just before COVID, wasn't it? About six months before? Yeah, so no, we, we've sort of traded for about a year. We've opened in February 2019 and then gone into a lockdown in March 2020, yeah. So just a year. And did you find that you had to reshape your business because of the pandemic or...? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, we had to, it was the whole pandemic when we came back out from the first lockdown, we had to extend our hours, opening hours, uh, because we couldn't all be in the salon at the same time. We wanted to give a little bit more space between the working stations and uh, have fewer people in the salon at one time. Yeah. So instead of double booking with the clients and how you would usually do, like having like a haircut in between your color development times, like all of that had to stop. Basically, we had to have one client in the salon at a time 
yeah one stylist working and yeah so and in order to make any sort of revenue working this way we had to extend our opening hours stagger out appointments just reduce number of people in the salon at any one point yeah and also we had to start taking deposits for the appointments because they were so I don't know, precious. Yeah, I was guessing clients catching COVID and... Absolutely. So we had to start yeah. taking deposits um, to to reduce um, no-shows to zero, basically. Yeah. And do you still take deposits now? Have you kept any of these things in place? or We actually do, to... yes, because it has proven that it really works. There's something about yeah. people paying a little bit upfront for their appointments that makes them take it seriously. Um, yeah, I think uh, after the pandemic, generally hairdressing has been taken into account a lot more seriously. You know, a lot of clients have told us that we are considered as an essential business. Yeah. And um, Chelsea, how about for you sort of starting your own business after the pandemic? How have you found that? I think what people like to see more now is like um, online, a lot of online hair tutorials, yeah. people like to sort of have like online consultations it's more like online things now people like to see oh if I want to do a quick blow dry how to blow dry my hair and oh I'll go onto that Instagram I'll have a quick look I think that's sort of how I've reshaped my business because I've gone for more of like the social media side because I feel like social media is probably the new upcoming thing isn't it people love social media um so that's probably how I'd say I've I've reshaped my business, more doing online, social media, Instagram. I'm going to be starting up a YouTube channel. I just I just think it's probably more that way for me. Um, Ganelle, how have you found that as well? Have you found social media to help sort of, um, you know, inform clients on how to look after their hair at home? Um, I've done that. Um, I've done a couple of Instagram videos. <laughs> I've produced a couple of Instagram uh, films because those videos were about 25 minutes long on how yeah. to look after their hair and how to uh, give themselves like simple blow dries. I didn't do tutorials yeah. on how to cut their hair or how to bleach their hair themselves. Oh, yeah. I think that's yeah. ridiculous. But um, yeah. yeah, like simple, simple things on how to look after their hair, how to blow dry and how to make yeah. it last, how to put it up at night before they go to bed uh, to make their blow dries yeah. last longer. Yeah, I think I think just yeah, just to add to that, we certainly wanted to uh, keep in contact with our customers, especially during lockdown and stuff like that. We, we, we did plenty of, you know, fun posts, engaging posts, but we didn't really go down the tutorial route because I, I think Ganelle and the team really valued that, 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 that personal contact and they're just really excited about getting the customers back into the salon and have that face-to-face time, you know? Um, so, so I guess the, the horses for courses and that, that particular online tutorial thing really wasn't, wasn't something that we wanted to go down. I do agree with um, staying in touch with your clients um, during the pandemic because I was doing like online consultations with them and like having chats with them and just keeping up, like keeping up to date with them and trying to help them as much as I could. There's only so much you can sort of do online, isn't there, to help them without saying, here you go, bleach your own hair, which you're obviously not going to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I had loads of my clients be like, oh my God, oh my God, what colour can I use? What colour can I use? So I would sort of say, well, try and get this colour, like this would tide you over. Because I feel like you don't just, they're not just a client, they're also like a friend. 
and like you 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 want to look after them you want to help them like they're just so important yeah, to yes, your business yeah. aren't I they? know that um there were salons that sort of were doing their own little kits person obviously going into the salon sort of making the lotions and potions ready for them to be like here you go you don't need to know everything but this is what you need and we will demo this via a zoom call great idea yeah um have you so have you seen any of these any of the changes you've made would you say they've been positive changes or like (laughs) clients needs have changed since covid i think um since covid things have changed like for the better i think like the hygiene in the salon obviously always we always clean the salon but like the hygiene is like on point like as soon as you're finished with that client like you're cleaning the chair you're cleaning the section you're cleaning absolutely everything where that client could have possibly have touched and I do think looking back now we I guess we wasn't as hygienic as we could have been because I think we are a lot cleaner now I also feel like um during the pandemic it's been amazing because we've all just stopped for a second and just appreciated like life and realized where we want to go because I feel like it was so like erratic. We were all like, just like robots really, like going to work, some people was working in London and coming back and commuting. And it just, it just put life on pause for a second. Yeah. Would you find the same, Ginnell, about the um, sort of being more on it when it comes to salon hygiene? Yeah, so um, the positive change that has come out from this, um, and um, we we've seen a big change in uh, consumer like customers' behavior as well. Like we used to have like clients coming and turning up turning up with colds and coughs and sneezes, and they would be there for hours just like having colds. It was such a normal thing to do to just function and go to work and go to salons, go go about your life with all this colds and stuff and all of that have stopped actually like probably reduced by like 90 percent like um you know like if people have colds not not even necessarily covid or whatever but even if they have simple colds and they're not feeling well they're likely to sneeze and cough they just don't come in they reschedule their appointments so i really appreciate that because as a stylist because we come in such close contact with people for so many hours a day so um i really like that um the hygiene of the salons have definitely picked up like there's no way i would use to spray chairs after each client between each client so yeah this is all great stuff i think yeah i think you've actually hit that right on the head there with people sort of not doing things if they've got a bit of a cold because even if it comes to like just going for a dinner with your friends like i've I've noticed that with my friends that someone's been like oh i have got a bit of a like i have got a bit of a cold i'm feeling a little bit run down i'm not gonna go whereas before you would just be like oh you know it's just a cold i'll be all right you'll go and you know take some you know like lem sit beforehand and just crack on with it wouldn't you Whereas... yeah exactly <laughs> and after a couple of drinks you're all you know yeah, shouting yeah. at each other's ears <laughs> yeah you know but you've got a sore like, throat and another yeah and another positive uh, positive change in consumer behavior obviously when all our clients came back out from lockdowns they've all come back with such massive roots and like all growing out hair styles and fringes everything so it's been it, like with a lot of my clients it's been a complete blank canvas 
So you can start all over again, all this like amazing opportunities for big revamps and big transformations and obviously great content for social media. Yeah. How have you found that? Have you found any particular trends that people are going for? Particular trends, it's just that everybody has been going for a lot of drastic changes. Like even my comfortable sort of uh, clients who are, you know, an average good blonde, you know, like there would be some request for like a hidden peekaboo panel here and there. You know, it's it's been it's what what we've been asked to do has been quite good. Just people are getting out of there, you know, we've been locked away for far too long. They've had a long time now. Exactly, yes. And how about you, Chelsea? How have you found um sort of colour trends? I have been doing for my clientele, I've been doing a lot of grey blending. A lot of clients have been coming in saying like, I actually really like my natural colour. I want to sort of grow it out. And I've sort of been blending from the natural grey colour to like grey on the ends, but like blending it as much as I can. Um, Or if it's not grey blending, it's more balayages. So people can go longer in between appointments. I think that's probably like the in trend for me at the moment is a lot of people coming in and wanting like these sunkissed balayage because they want the low maintenance hair yeah we have you found that more so since covid because obviously i know balayage was a bit of a trend before as well so has it sort of just grown during COVID, like because people now have more natural to play with or i think is it just because it's on trend i think probably a little bit of both but i think people are realizing that they don't need to get their hair done all the time anymore and if they can go longer in between appointments like they want to I think a lot of clients are looking for like is low maintenance hair nowadays and well especially my clientele is anyway yeah and obviously you know that's great for them in terms of you know their finances but how does that affect like you with yours and like your income well I think initially you pay more for a balayage so yes you can get longer in between appointments but you initially pay more okay so yeah for me i think you you pay more at at the front cost and then that will last you but then if someone was just have like a half head of highlights that would be a lot cheaper but that would be more often right okay and i know um i've seen obviously i've seen around like a lot of express service venues is that anything either of you are offering at the moment no, I don't, I don't offer that. No, no. How about uh, you? No, um, no, I, I don't offer express service menus. Um, the only thing we would offer is uh, glossing yeah. and toning and treatments in between balayage visits just to keep that hair nice and strong and, you know, keep keeping their balayages just up sort of fresh. And, yeah, I do the know, same. Looking yeah. well. Toning yeah. and it's yeah. like, yeah. And um, in terms of like general salon business, like what, what do you think? So forget Ganel, would you say like the overview of salons and what people's perspective is of, you know, working in a salon, what would you say like needs to change? Um, what needs to change in terms of working in the salon? Like people's perspective of when it comes to, so um, the NHBF have, um reported a skills and recruitment crisis so what do you think that like, needs to change within the industry to fix this yeah i would say probably huey is better maybe to answer this question if that's okay yeah. that's yeah, fine yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
I, I guess the, the whole, well, there's a couple of things to address. So um, I think the whole idea of a consumer knowing that the hairstylist she's going to has all the qualifications and certifications that, that she needs is something that's very important for the for the industry to push as being mandatory. Uh, because I, t- I think obviously salon businesses are certainly suffering from the exodus of hairstylists from being an employee into freelancing and obviously there's 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 different categories of freelancers obviously what, what Chelsea's doing is working as a freelancer within a salon and that's great or if somebody set up their own uh studio at home great but i think as a consumer it's very important that they know that that person has met certain criteria and i think that's something that should be really pushed for and then the the, the other thing that i think the industry should be pushing for is you know really highlighting the attractiveness of what a hairstylist's uh, career can be to young school leavers. Um, now how you do that, it's a marketing job, of course, but it, it's, it's just, you know, highlighting the, the, it being a, uh, an outlet for creativity, the financial rewards, the lifestyle rewards, all that kind of thing. So, so I think that that's, uh, that's just some of the things that the industry could be doing. To, yeah, to and what about things like, so I know a lot of people look at it as, well, I'm just going to earn minimum wage and I'm going to have to work every Saturday. And how would you sort of... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that that's the other thing. I, I, I think as employers, we, you definitely need to change the outlook of where salon businesses were maybe five, ten years ago before the, the yeah. exodus of freelancers. And I, I think you kind of need to kind of figure out ways of making... The, your business a little bit sticky for, for mm. employees and what I mean by sticky is on the financial side is you know it's what what are you not going to get as a freelancer you're not going to get maybe that's that's secure uh, weekly wage you're not going to get some of the benefits that come as whether it be pension or health ben- health insurance benefits or um, you know th- th- these kind of things that come with um, be, being part of the uh, being an employee, and then I suppose the the other thing as well is what 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 are you not what what are you not going to get if 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 you're not working as part of a team you're not going to get that kind of collaboration and mutual learning, um opportunity for the developments and, and maybe mentoring within the, within a, a salon environment that you may not get in a, in a freelance capacity, and then uh, the last time is the last thing as well is just you know. Uh, it's it's that fun atmosphere. Go go out and do team bonding events. Uh, um, make sure the team just feels feels like they're part of something bigger. You know, maybe yep. that could be winning winning awards, that kind of thing. You know. And what do you do with your team? Um, in terms of, you know, um, do they work every Saturday or do they? Um, what events yeah, do you sort of do? We, we, we we definitely take a we we take a flexible approach to to, to scheduling. Um, you know, if people need time off, to take time off. We're, like we're we're generally open Tuesday to Saturday. Um, yeah. But you know, if people if people can't work, they can't work. Um, like we we have one stylist that she's got, childcare, so we work around her commitments there. But we don't we don't push shifts on. on, on like obviously we need yeah. coverage, but we don't we don't push shifts where they where they don't want it. In terms of events, you know, we try to make a big deal out of going to the likes of. Salon International, where we're not only do we go along, um, and the team get get to learn things, see demos, take part, and what 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 not, but also afterwards we just do a nice big team dinner, um, and yeah. and uh, everybody swaps stories, swaps what they learned, that kind of stuff, um, uh, and what else do we do? 
think uh, what last month, Ganel, you took you took everybody <laughs> away to Bath Spa for a day. Yeah, I took the girls away oh. to Bath, and we had a wonderful spa day. Um, <laughs> Huey wasn't allowed, so um, it was girls' days on the. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was wonderful okay uh, that sounds really good and Chelsea um obviously you said you've been employed in a few salons before what was it that was like right that's it now I want to be self-employed um I think for me um I've worked in a few salons employed and it's the first time me going self-employed but I feel like being self-employed, I'm quite lucky because I still get to work in the salon environment. I'm still keeping up to date with the trends. I'm still doing things in a team. So I get everything that I would get in a salon. It's just that I have the freedom and the flexibility of my diary. And also it allows me to do my business. And like, because I've worked in lots of salons and I understand if I was a salon owner, I'd be very similar, but they always struggle with the fact that you want to do your own business outside the salon. Like in every salon I've worked in, it's always been a big no, no. So for me, that was where I would always sort of like have that little bit of like, Ooh, that's a bit annoying because I just wanted to sort of, I've always wanted to have my own business and I feel like in the job I'm at now, it allows me to do my own business, but still have a team environment, still learn, still keep up to date, still have, um, like go to Salon International and stuff as a group, but it just means that I have that freedom and I can sort of do my business on the side. Whereas I feel like where, where I've been employed, a lot of the salons have always sort of pulled me in, pulled me aside and said, look, you can't really be doing that. It's breach of contract. And I understand because if I was a salon owner, I would probably be the same. But as a really like ambitious person, it's really hard to deal with those situations when you want to have your own business, but then you've always got to be employed and you, you, you can't really do that when you're employed. I agree with Chelsea, uh, Ellie, a little bit, just a, a bit of backup, because especially when you've been in the industry for 10 years, Chelsea, I think, um, yeah, and yeah, if yeah. you start a job somewhere, if you came to us, um, I would completely respect that you have 10 years of experience, you probably have your own clients, you've already, you've got a baggage, you know, you're not a student out of school, so you yeah. probably have your own clients that you want to work our little our um thing has been that you know if you're living five minutes down the road and you work for us but you also have like clients that you're doing at home it's probably the same kind of clients from the same area so would you be promoting like your own house business or would you be promoting your column within the salon so but luckily for us um our stylists that work yeah, with us no, that are self-employed, they don't live close to the salon, so it hasn't been an issue. Yeah, so I, I live like um, 20 something minutes away from my salon. Then I would, my, my plans are never to sort of take my clients from the salon. I'm sort of building up my own thing on the side because at the end of the day, you're going to attract the clients that are right for you. And the clientele that's right for me is probably quite a young, trendy clientele. Um, so yeah, I, I do see where you're coming from. But I think it's having that level of respect, isn't it? Like, even though I'm self-employed in the salon, I respect the salon I work in and I would never like, I always believe 
what you give out, you receive. So if you do that, so Absolutely. if I was a business owner and I did that, I would expect to receive that. So I'm, I'm a big believer in that. So I would never do anything that I wouldn't want to receive back. And I think it's about having that trust with your people that you employ, isn't it? Because you need to sort of trust that they wouldn't do that to you and have you need to have that relationship of trust. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. I think as well, like there's always, whilst there are, you know, home salons and people doing it from home, there's, there is that clientele, but there's, there is still the, the clients who want to visit the salon. I think you're right there. It is two different, two different sets of clients really, isn't it? People want to go to the salon, yeah. they want their hair washed, they want the treatment, they want, and then there are the people who are like, oh, if it's a little bit cheaper here, I might go there. I think it's two completely different sets yeah. of clients. It's whether you want like the um, salon experience, yes, isn't yeah. it? Because some people think, oh, I love it. I need to get out. I need to just go to the salon and feel pampered. Whereas some people think, I can't stand it in there. Like, I just want to be in yeah. and out. So it, I guess it just depends on the clientele that you're like attracting. Yeah. I agree completely. I, I certainly have lost a couple of clients when I've gone from freelancing into opening the salon environment because they just they just hated being out and being seen and mm. they like that um you know secluded room service yeah 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 i hope it's been worth it though <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and uh chelsea i know you said before like when you was employed in the salon you had there was you had something where your employer wasn't sort of very like empathetic towards you um what what sort of was that that happened so um i was working in the salon for probably about a year and um i've always been very ambitious but i'm a very honest person so like i'm i'm quite open with the fact that i'm very ambitious and i always sort of you know let my like let my bosses know like my future plans because i'm not i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna say oh, I don't want to own a salon one day or I don't want to do this one day because yeah. I do. And um, I was at the salon I was working, I was there for a year and I was um, really enjoying it. And as far as I was concerned, everything was going really well. Um, but I actually had this um, situation where I needed to take some sort of time off work because it was quite a personal situation. Mm. And the salon I was, was in at the time, I just, you know, when you just get that gut feeling, you're like, oh, something, something does not feel right yeah. at all. And um, so I went to my, I went into my boss, and I just said, like, is is everything okay? Because like, I get a feeling that something's not not right. She's like, yeah, yeah, everything's fine. So I worked that whole day, and um, she pulled me in the office, and she said, I'm immediately dismissing you. And I was like, I felt like I literally just fell over. I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, I'm immediately, immediately dismissing you. And I was like, well, what are your reasons for that? And she was like, you're not performing right at work. So I thought you could only be like immediately dismissed if you had like stole or if you had um, like um, hit a work colleague or something. But in this case, it was literally like you're not performing at work. So and I understand that from like a business side because you think, well, you need to be on point. You need to be performing. But I just felt like in that situation, I just needed someone to be like, right, take a couple of days of work. I can see you're going through some stuff. I just felt really upset, actually. And, and it was from that point that I thought, I don't ever want to be in that situation again. 
And I don't, I would never treat anyone like that because I think everyone goes through their personal problems at some point in their life and you shouldn't be judged or you should like imagine being like I think at the time I was like 20 and at first I was like oh my god I'm never going to tell this to anyone I was like this is so embarrassing but now I think no because it, it hasn't actually like I've not let it define me I've just thought well that's something that's happened yeah I was just going to say that sounds terrible I, 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 I think employers in this day and age they really need to be aware of of wellness and and, and, and well-being within your within your employers employees should i say uh, empl- employees shouldn't be afraid in any way of approaching their uh their managers or creative directors or whoever it is and just say listen i need a bit of time off uh, i've got some mental health issues because you know five years ago people employers mightn't have really understood that or might have gone well just get over yourself but it isn't something they should be getting over it should be something that's fully accepted um and like if you're going to have uh an employee employer's culture uh where you know you you recognize that these are issues valid issues then you need to actually you know walk the walk and make sure if if a stylist needs a bit of time off or whatever you just need to kind of help them along you give them that space yeah Yeah. that's kind of the point i was making and i think mental health and well-being is quite a big thing at the moment as well isn't it and perhaps there are it's becoming more of a wider thing where salons are more aware of their staff and their needs and well hopefully they are anyway yeah i just think um at that time i didn't i didn't get the support from the salon and i just remember like just coming away and I was just literally crying my eyes out because I just couldn't believe like what had just happened like if I had done something bad I'd be like fair enough hold my hands up I've done something really bad here like I deserve this but I didn't deserve that and I was like oh my god I can't believe that they could just do that to me like did you find that after that though you sort of chose your employer more carefully than more than just for the job almost um i did but i will be honest i have i think i don't know if it was me attracting it or something but i i've worked in salons that i haven't had very good bosses without me being rude um but the last salon i was in was amazing like it does make a difference where you work and who you want your your boss to sort of be on your side and help you and guide you and mentor you and bring you up and the salons that i was in i just not all of them some of them were fine but there was like two that were like not not great environments and I don't know about you but if you're not in a great environment at work it then affects you at home and it sort of affects you yeah yeah I mean I worked in salons I'm a like qualified hairdresser as well and I also like has you know in two of the salons I worked in I also sort of had like bad experiences and as you talk to people across the industry you sort of hear that people have had some you know, bad experiences working for certain salons. And you think, why is that? Is that perhaps that's where, like, the, you know, skills and recruitment crisis is coming from? Because so many people have had a bad experience. Like, for me personally, I was being paid as as an apprentice after I'd qualified and after I'd turned 18. And then... Oh, my God, Yeah, obviously, it was my first job. I wasn't very aware, like, what was going on. And then I got a letter from HMRC... Um, asked quizzing me all about my job and I was like oh okay that's weird but I'll answer all the questions 
And then, um, yes, yeah, so obviously I, I did because I haven't done anything wrong. They've come to me. And, um, yeah, it turned out, like, I'd been underpaid oh, wow. thousands of pounds. Okay. But then the com- the, oh the salon closed down instead of paying people back. Oh, my God. Because it was, obviously it wasn't just me. There was other people in that salon. Yeah, it was, there was other people in the salon that, that they'd underpaid and they'd done, like, obviously some dodgy things with. And, um, yeah, and then rather than paying everyone their money back, they closed down yeah. and we never got the money. Yeah. I just think um, some sounds take ad- take advantage, don't they? And if they can underpay you, they will. Like during the pandemic, one of my bosses wouldn't furlough me. And I was like, are you joking me? I was like, it costs you nothing to furlough me. It just seems me. kind of short-sighted, that kind of approach, though. Because, you know, like if, if you want loyalty from your staff then you just need to treat them well and that's financially but also on their kind of their terms of work and the hours of flexibility and looking after them um and if you, if you don't if you don't do that you're just going to lose the staff so at the time when it's always really difficult to find staff <laughs> and that's probably yes, one of yeah. the reasons why everybody is going self-employed yeah. well at least with self-employed you don't have to answer to anyone do you you sort of you answer to yourself so mm. you're you're never yeah. going to be put in those situations again but then yeah there's also the need for the employment for those people who do want you know paid for holiday and you know just all like the sort of perks that come along with that there is there's certainly like the need for both but uh, and some people aren't designed for the admin of, of working for yourself as well you know which is yeah which, which is which is why it might suit them to work for somebody else you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's all about sort of advertising the things that you're doing that other salons aren't. Like, you know, we mm-hmm. we do these, we hold events in our salon. I know you hold events, don't you, once a month, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 just, we just just had one on Sunday, a, a latex fashion event, which actually went, went quite well. Uh, but, you yeah, know, we hold regular yeah. life, uh, fetish life drawing. Just, just sorry for any listeners who don't know this, we're, we're a fetish hair salon, so... Most of the events that we run will be will be fetish teams in, in one way or another. So yeah, we have fetish life drawing classes or uh, exhibitions with fetish artists, or we we do kind of partnerships with uh, fetish designers. Yeah, so you also, you're also a very unique salon as well, and <laughs> I'd like you know, to think that all your little things that <laughs> yeah, you've got all your things that you do to make you know if you are recruiting, it's like come and work for us because we're this this and this. You know, we are flexible, you know, we've got our own events, we take the staff out. Yeah, no, I think it's sort of, you know, we, we are quite a unique but fun environment to work in. You know, it's, it's I, I, I think we run the salon quite well. Um, our clients are happy, our staff are happy, and we have huge amount of fun when, when we're not cutting hair. <laughs> <laughs> Right. We have a we have a cage for anybody that misbehaves as well. Just yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Chelsea, what advice can you share for um, anyone feeling overwhelmed at the moment within the their job, the the industry? Um, I would say to try and remain positive, um, because better days are probably ahead. Um, and I do think I'm quite into like positive mindset and stuff. And I do think it makes a difference. But I think if you're quite a negative person, then it you have quite a negative day. And I think it's important to try and train your mind to be as positive as you can and be grateful for, you know, at least you have a job, at least you can pay your bills. Because there's people out there that, 
you know, during the pandemic, as a, a prime example, like they've lost their jobs, they've lost their homes, they've lost so much. And I think you've just got to spin it round and be like, well, you know, it might not be the ideal situation for now, but at least you can afford your bills. At least you're, you've got a roof over your head. At least you've got food in your belly. That's the, that's the angle I would come at. 100%. Chelsea, you've, you've hit it on the nail. Um, I've always said, if you're, if you're being negative, even about like, you know, I don't have clients, my column is so uh, empty, then you are going to continue having an empty column because you've already said it out loud. So you have to be, yeah, you yeah, have to be a positive thinker, positive person, and everything that comes out from your mouth needs to be positive, and then positive things yeah, will yeah, yeah. happen to yeah. you. I did a lot of mindset training actually during the lockdown, and um, since I've been doing positive training and stuff, like some some people when I tell them they think I'm some sort of hippie or something, but like I generally just think <laughs> if you're positive, it changes your life it really does and, it, and you just start to attract Absolutely. positivity and like like opportunities and stuff i just think it makes a huge Absolutely, difference 100%. oh well thank you both that's a wrap for today thank you so much for having me thank you for having us yeah thank you thank you janelle huey and chelsea for joining us on today's podcast please don't forget to rate and review the show and whilst you're at it, go and give us a follow so you can turn on any notifications for new episodes. See you soon.